Happy Friday, fellas. Glad to have you with us as we are continuing what we always do on Fridays, Fridays with the fellas, as we are thinking through manhood and wisdom. Glad to have you with us. Hey, Keith and Lewis and uh, the rest of you who are joining us. And for those of you who are listening later via podcast or watching on YouTube later, Facebook, Twitter, glad that uh, you could tag along as well. So question for you, gentlemen. Would you say we are um, a people here in the 21st century in the West, especially? Uh, I know we've got some Canadians that are along the ride, typically, and some Americans, of course. Would you say we are a wise people in general? Do you see wisdom abounding in our nation's among our friends, family members, fellow Christians, what priority do we put on wisdom these days? Maybe here's the question. How do we discern that? How do we evaluate whether someone is wise or foolish? We're going to look at uh, Proverbs 10, 13, and 14 today. Uh, the two distinct proverbs, but they're put together, I think, because they say something similar to one another and go along with each other. And let's talk about how to discern the wise. Ready? Here's what uh, they say. Wisdom is found in the words of the discerning person, but the one who lacks sense will be disciplined. Those who are wise store up knowledge, but foolish speech leads to eminent destruction. So those are the two, two proverbs. So as you hear these, where is wisdom? How, how can you determine whether someone is wise? Let me read it again for those who are, who are listening and, and formulate your answer to this question. Wisdom is found in the words of the discerning person, but the one who lacks sense will be disciplined. Those who are wise store up knowledge, but foolish speech leads to eminent destruction. So what would you say based on those verses? How can we determine whether or not someone is wise? What do you think? Keith Lewis, anybody else who's along with us uh, today? Do you have a, do you have a, a uh, an answer based on those verses? Think about your own experience. If you were required to offer an evaluation of someone as to whether or not they are wise, how would you do it? Lewis says sense or knowledge. Yeah, okay, but how would you determine? if someone possesses those things? I mean, the answer is pretty obvious. So you may, <laughs> you may think I'm looking for something more profound than I am, but uh, Lewis says, fear of the Lord. Okay, well, that's the beginning of wisdom. Yeah, I, I'm leading you to overthinking here. Wisdom is found in the what of the discerning person. The words. In the Hebrew, it's, uh, it's on the lips. Wisdom is on the lips of the discerning person. So how do you know if they have sense or knowledge 
or they fear the Lord. Well, according to these Proverbs, and the Bible would have more to say than just this, but according to this section, it's the words. So how carefully do we evaluate the words of others? Yeah, Michael got it. How we, how we talk. Sorry, Michael. It's Mike, isn't it? How carefully do we evaluate how others talk? What they say, what their words communicate. And, and you know, we can get caught up on things like, do they talk good? Do they have the right grammar? And, and we always have to be on guard against manip manipulative speech. Yeah. Solomon has already talked about the adulteress whose lips drip honey. She says things that are very seductive and that you want to hear. So it's not, it's not simply a matter of words that are pleasing, but evaluate the content of what someone says. Because wise men speak words that are wise and that show discernment. And I'm, I'm going slow here, obviously, for a purpose. I'm just wondering, is this, a, is this something we hold in high esteem? The idea of listening to someone and seriously weighing what they're saying through their words. What's the point? What message are they delivering? Do, do their words express someone who has carefully thought through issues, items, thoughts, and, and, and you can tell that by what they say. I don't, I don't know that if we put a premium on careful evaluation of what someone says, and, I, and we, I, you know, I just in general, it, it doesn't seem to be something that's uh, recommended a lot. But Solomon here says that's, that's where wisdom is found, in the words of the wise. In verse 14 here, he says, those who are wise store up knowledge. Now, what's interesting about that is that could be taken one of two ways. It can mean that the wise person collects huge amounts of, of knowledge Right? They get, you have storehouses, barns full of knowledge. And I would say that's, that's true. But when you compare it with the next line, what foolish speech does, I think maybe the emphasis is on the wise person gathering information, but also storing it up and only speaking it when it's appropriate. In other words, the wise person doesn't talk all the time. They store up knowledge and then they, they release that knowledge, that wisdom with some reservation. The, uh, the Greek translation, the Septuagint, translates this, uh, the wise person hides knowledge. So he doesn't just flaunt it out there for everyone to see. When I was in college, 
I uh, was hanging out with a group of young folks, as we are wont to do when we're in college, and uh, we went on a camping trip together. These are people that I didn't know fair, uh, too, too well. Um, I had uh, been going to a church on Friday nights, and a uh, big church with some friends, and met some folks that we got along well, and uh, well, there's, there's more of that story, but I, I'll save that for another time. But anyway, uh, I went on this camping trip with them. We spent the night uh, on the bank of a river and uh, floated down the river the next day. <clears throat> Excuse me, that kind of thing. And so the, the Friday night is we're having this big campfire and sing along and, you know, just doing what, uh, what young people do at a camp out like that. Uh, I was observing and I was just listening to the, to the conversations that were going on and uh, you know, in a setting like that, people often uh, reveal a lot about themselves. And sure enough, that was happening. People talking, they do this, they do this, telling them about their life story, what, what they've done this past week, and so on. And I just kind of sat back and observed and watched and was learning and calculating and trying to figure out this person, that person, what's going on. Well, uh, there was a guy that was, see, I was probably 19 or 20. This guy was in his mid-20s. Anyway, he pulled me aside and asked me to go for a walk. And he said, can I ask you a question? I would like to get some input from you because you just ooze wisdom. And again, I was several years younger than him. And uh, I, I said, well, why would you say that? He said, I don't know. You just seem to be a wise person. And as we were conversing, it became clear that he was making that decision based on my lack of speaking. And he was comparing everybody else at the, at the gathering, just talking, 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 words just flowing off their lips like crazy. And I was the only one that was just kind of keeping it in. Now at 19 or whatever, I don't know if I was particularly wise, but I appeared wise in contrast to all the people who were just jabbering on. That's what is Solomon's talking about here. The wise store up knowledge and they don't just talk all the time. So are there men in your life that at least give the appearance of wisdom because they don't just talk and talk and talk? And when they do talk, it's worth hearing? Those sorts of people don't rise to the height of popularity in our day, do they? They're not the ones that get on television and, and social media so much. They don't get the huge followings. But as Christians, especially, who desire to live wisely and to please the Lord in what we do, those are the kind of men that we need to be seeking out. The men who don't talk all the time, the men who aren't looking to draw attention with their words, but when they do speak, there's something to it. There's evidence that they are careful thinkers. And I would say for all of us as men, this is something we should grow in. There, there's an old word called gravitas that uh, comes from the same word as gravity uh, from the Latin that means heavy. And you think about older men of former days, they carried themselves with a certain gravitas. There was a weightiness 
to their choices, their lives, and their words. And that stands in sharp contrast to the blubbering, vociferous fool who just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. Well, what does Solomon here say about those kind of folks? It says, wisdom is found on the lips of the discerning, but the one who lacks sense will be disciplined. Literally, the Hebrew says, the rod is for the back of the undisciplined. I'm sorry, uh, on the, the back of the fool. The rod is for the back of the one lacking mind. The Hebrew word is heart, but I think we've talked about this. Heart in Hebrew is not uh, feelings like we think of heart, but it's more like the mind. So the one who lacks a disciplined mind, the rod is made for his back. Now imagine living in a setting where fools were punished, literally beaten with a rod. That seems almost immoral, certainly inappropriate in our day, doesn't it? Someone who won't take the time to think carefully, someone who makes foolish decisions, not, not mistakes. There's a difference between people who make mistakes and the fool, right? The fool is the one who acts mindlessly, constantly, who there's a, there's a moral component, there, there's a wickedness to their, to their actions. Solomon says the rod is for their back. So, so think about this contrast. The discerning person, they speak wise words, but the person who speaks and acts foolishly is to be disciplined. What do we do with people who speak and act foolishly? We elect them to office. <laughs> and I'm not really kidding. Right? If you pay attention to so many of our politicians, at least here in the U.S., they're just, they're, they're laughingstocks. They're, they're, they just talk and talk and talk and talk. And with social media, we have access to them a lot. They just talk and they're blubbering idiots. We elected those people to office. Imagine a day when people like that would be beaten with rods and disciplined for having such careless thinking and careless speaking. And what is the result of people who speak such folly? The end of verse 14 here, foolish speech leads to imminent destruction. Fools speak, and when they are not disciplined for their folly, they take people down the path of ruin. It doesn't take a, uh, an exceedingly wise mind to be able to see how our government here in the U.S., our elected officials, have led us and now pushing us down the path of destruction and ruin. And we put those people in office. I mentioned earlier the gravitas versus the uh, sort of 
bumbling fool. Have you read much of the founding fathers of the U.S.? Uh, many years ago, I uh, I went on a uh, revolution tour, if you will. Uh, literally, we did that. We took our family uh, when our kids were homeschooled back. Uh, we took them all back east, and you know, did D.C. and New York and Boston and. Uh, a lot of those, uh, Williamsburg, a lot of those great sites uh, of our revolution. And I read especially a lot about George Washington. And I, I guess I had missed so much of this in high school and college, but I was deeply impacted by the wisdom and humility that George Washington showed, and and many of the others, even even someone like Ben Franklin, he wasn't exactly the um, the embodiment and epitome of uh, of moral high moral character and godliness, but he wasn't a fool. He didn't speak folly. He and Washington and the rest there there was a certain gravitas. You could tell as they weighed the situation at hand as they were forming the documents that that were the foundation of our of our nation and even before that as they were considering uh, whether it was right and proper to rebel against England and, and all that there was a weightiness to so much of it that, that gravitas I'm talking about and and even if we might say some of them were wrong and error and you got you know the Federalist debate and all those things there was still a a weightiness and a, and a, a, a pursuit of discernment among most of them. And you compare those kinds of men to so many of our governmental leaders today, it's it's just sad, the, the contrast, the people we have now elected. And then, of course, uh, you think about so many entertainers and, and popular celebrities, are, are they're just fools. And the problem is, there's a lot of Christians that are attracted to that as well. And we have leaders of so-called Christian movements, Christian churches that aren't much different. We've got to be better than that, men. We have to be seeking out those who, who their words betray a careful thought. And I don't know if we're ever going to get to a place where corporeal punishment and discipline is uh, ever in vogue again, but at least with our votes and our verbal rebukes, we ought to be willing to discipline those who speak folly, who show a lack of careful thinking. We need it. We need it. We need, we need it as a, as a country, as a nation, as a, a Western civilization. We need to find wisdom. And I'm telling you, gentlemen, as I do almost every week, it seems like on Fridays, if you get this and you see it, there are young men who want it and need it in your church. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy that I've been meeting with and coaching for, uh, for over a year now, and uh, he has, uh, how should I say it? He, is, he has carried himself on the job in such a way that... Uh, younger men are seeing his his proficiency at his work and they're also intrigued by just how he carries himself in general 
And he's got four or five of them that have uh, asked him for mentoring and for coaching. And he's been sharing some of this kind of stuff that we're talking about on Fridays, and they are eating it up. And my guess is if he were to uh, make it known in a wider swath around his, uh, his workplace, he would have quite a few more. Young men are hungry for wisdom and to have to to find that there are there are men who aren't the fools that they see all over the place and we need it we need it so badly uh mike says two ears one mouth listen twice as much as we talk yeah wise men do that wise men are careful uh yeah, Lewis just said, careful discernment on when to speak, when to react, when to share. That's wisdom. You don't have to speak to everything. There's, a, there's another proverb, right? A aphorism that says, uh, better to keep your mouth shut and thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> if you're in a room full of people yapping and there's one person who's rather reserved there's a good chance that person has wisdom. Now, there's also people who are just afraid. Those people who, um, who are so timid, they are scared to talk. That doesn't, that's not a wise person. That's just fear. And the wise man will speak. There's a time to speak. But you, you'll, you can discern the difference, or at least put it this way. The person who's quiet when everyone else is talking some folks do notice that and they'll have questions rolling around in their head. Is that guy just scared and, and can't handle the crowd or is there more going on behind those eyeballs and they're not so foolish and quick to just jump into the conversation? We need more of those guys that have that gravitas and that reservation in a situation like that. Lon says, I find a person's biases quickly betray any words of wisdom. Interesting. I find that a person's biases quickly. Uh, give me more of that, Lon. What, what, do you, what do you mean by that? I'm curious uh, what that means. Do you, do you agree with me? Do you see the need to be wise and to search out the wise and to value this kind of wisdom? Again, Solomon, these are, these are strong words. The one who has a lack of mindfulness, the rod is made for his back. And yet we don't seem to value that so much in our day. And it shows. We are surrounded by fools. We are led by fools in so many areas. Oh, may the Lord bring a group of men, Christian men, especially, who will pursue wisdom and speak that wisdom. Maybe so. Uh, Lon, I just asked you for more, and now I'm going to wrap it up. So put, if you want to expand on that, I'd love to hear it. Put it in the comments after the video so, uh, so that we can all uh, read it later. For the rest of you, seek wisdom, seek wise men.
and have a great weekend. And Lord willing, we will see you back on Monday to talk about uh, to talk about Hebrews again. Take care.